Have you ever looked at scripture, heaven, Jesus, or God, and wondered how it all fits together? Maybe felt a bit overwhelmed? Do you sometimes feel that it's hard to share your faith with conviction and boldness when it seems that even we as Christians are baffled by the mysteries of the universe and of the Bible? However, today we continue reading Paul's letter from prison to the church and discover the answer to the mysteries and the access that we have to God through Jesus. So grab your Bible or just listen along as religion reads Ephesians chapter 3. Broken dudes ask a bunch of questions about the answer and the life that comes with living for it. What in the word, Adam? What in the word, Blake? That kind of that kind of back and forth had a little bit of a Wayne's World feel to it, just to date ourselves a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> Bible uh, on, Blake. I, I was gonna say <laughs> Bible on Garth. I would I would definitely be Garth, both for the hair color and the drumming and just the overall awkwardness uh socially sometimes uh anyway we're this is chapter ephesians chapter three of what in the word uh this is this has definitely been good and guess what with the way that the weather has been for about half of the country i'd say that you're inside right now i'd say that you're in a very good environment to potentially pick up that giant book that might be sitting on your nightstand or somewhere else and maybe get into the bible Maybe get into the yeah. word of God. It's a crazy concept. And somehow there, there's been rarely a time whenever I've actually sat down and read the Bible and I've thought, well, that was just a giant waste of time. Yeah, man, like, I wish I didn't do that. I, man, I wish I didn't do that. Kind of the same, kind of the same way with church. It's like, man, I, you know, man, <sighs> I wish I wasn't reading the Bible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we are reading the Bible. So we're in Ephesians chapter three. And this is for those that might be unfamiliar with what we're doing here at the religion podcast. This is where the religion podcast reads real scripture in real time with real reactions. I glanced through this earlier today. I've yeah. done, I've not done any deep digging. I've not done any deep dives or anything. But I like did that. hear there's something that, that made you dig a little. So I'm curious to see what that is. Well, it's, well, it's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to realize that, if you read the Bible, it may take you to some interesting places, and it's not mm -hmm. going to take you where I you might expect that I'm going to go with it. But uh, but so I have for that no reason, expectations. No expectations. Yes. No. No or low expectations is the way to go. So uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, get this thing going. I always prefer to be surprised instead of disappointed. So I have low expectations for most things. Bingo. So so I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off. So uh, Ephesians chapter three. <clears throat> verse one for this reason i paul a prisoner of christ jesus on behalf of you gentiles assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of god's grace that was given to me for you how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as i have written briefly when you stop. read this okay i was going to go on one more but if you want to stop, okay go ahead stop. go on one no, more. no 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 it's okay 
I want you to I want you to go ahead and tell me what's on your mind right now. Once again, if you don't know, if we get to something and we feel like digging in, we just say stop and then we take off and we go with it. So you want me to stop. What are you thinking? What do you got? Um, so first of all, he tells you it's two. So mm -hmm. as we've mentioned before, Paul seems to have been charged with dealing with the non-Jews while Peter and some of the other disciples stayed back in Jerusalem and kind of pastored the Jews that were converting or, or following Christ. Um, so mm -hmm. Paul is going out into the rest of the world, the ones that were, you know, unchosen at some point in time and, uh, and now telling them about, you know, the, this mystery that was made known to him by revelation as I have written. Um, yeah, I think it's, it says, I'm assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. That's a lot to put in your backpack. <laughs> like, I'm assuming you've heard of, like, taking care of, of the grace of God, like that burden that was given to me for you and how mm. this mystery was made known to me. Um, he's really... He's really setting it up like, like I, if I'm hearing this, I want to know what he's going to say next because yeah, like at this point you can't go. No, I'm I'm really just I'm really good. Like he <laughs> apparently there's something that he has that somebody else doesn't. And yeah, that, yeah. That I need. Um, sure. Once again, a very interesting way to put that. I think. Yeah, I like the to. way that Paul puts things sometimes, even though they're a little bit almost like a riddle at times. For sure. Yeah, he's he's got a knack for that, it turns out. Uh, so I'm going to read on from. Yeah, so four. read on. When when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations. And has as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So, all right. So this is where this I is stop. breaking news. <laughs> like if this was during that day, yeah. Like there would be a something would stop and like breaking news would come in mm -hmm. because all of a sudden, like something is available that never has been before. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so this whole verse one through six. Uh, Let's go back to verse one. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. He was like not a figurative prisoner. He was an actual prisoner. Whenever I think about like who was someone notable who wrote something like from prison that we talk about today. And the first thing, and for some reason, the thing that immediately popped into my head was Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from Birmingham jail. Okay. And so the interesting thing is he's writing this stuff from Ephesians in Ephesians and he's sort of writing to the church, you know, and he's, mm -hmm. and he's writing to, and he's also telling you all that like, because of Jesus Christ, there shouldn't be a, you know, Jews and Gentiles, you two should become one. And then you think about how that mirrors what Martin Luther King Jr. was going through whenever he was jailed in Birmingham. And you think like, 
considering that we're talking about Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., do you think mm -hmm. that maybe he had a little bit of Paul in the back of his mind whenever he was writing <laughs> this very long letter from Birmingham jail? So I looked it up and here's what, it, and I, here's what I found out. He, it was his response to a public statement of concern and caution issued by eight white religious leaders of the South. So like they were saying something that he, they were cautioning him, like, don't mm -hmm. be going, don't be going and doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, and they're religious leaders. And so one of the things that he actually said is actually in the letter itself, which I, you know, I promise I'm not going to get too much caught up on a tangent here, but it's very interesting. No, I think it's he a actually, parallel. He name checks Paul in this a few times. <laughs> he says, so in this paragraph, he says, beyond this, I'm in Birmingham because injustice is here, just as the eighth century prophets left their little villages and carried their, quote, thus saith the Lord, unquote, far beyond the boundaries of their hometowns. And just as the apostle Paul left his little village of Tarsus and carried the gospel of Jesus Christ to practically every hamlet and city of the Greco-Roman world, I too am compelled to carry the gospel of freedom beyond my particular hometown. Like Paul, mm -hmm. I must constantly respond to the Macedonian call for aid. And mm -hmm. then later on in the letter, he says something, because one of the things that these, apparently these, uh, re these white religious leaders were calling Martin Luther King Jr. was an extremist. And then he has this section in the letter where he basically is saying like, being an extremist isn't necessarily a bad thing in some respect. It's almost like, it's almost like a compliment what he's talking about. So he mentions, he name checks a bunch of people. He's like, was not Jesus an extremist in love? Love your enemies, bless them and curse you, pray for mm -hmm. them that despitefully use you. Uh, and then he goes on and then guess what he, guess who he name checks was not paul an extremist for the gospel of jesus christ yeah oh for sure and, and, and he says a quote uh, i bear in my body the marks of the lord jesus unquote. Hmm. so just the idea that like he's using that as his motivation almost well, to say yeah. if paul can withstand that and so can i yeah exactly and it gave you know, him strength of, Yes, that's and that's the thing. Hmm. Like, so when you're in, and I, I'm going to assume that as I'm listen, I've never been to jail, thank God, but I'm assuming that the jail, the circumstances and the conditions that Martin Luther King Jr. Were in, was in, was still probably light years better than yeah. what Paul was in in his day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like no electricity, no. Uh, no, you know, it, there's no running water. There's no all these different things that are modern day luxuries. And yet he's in th these conditions and he's the thing that keep, keeps him going is the idea of spreading the gospel. And the thing that gives him strength is the, his belief and faith in the gospel. And he's getting that out there. And I just thought that was just a really cool thing that. Well, and he's doing it to the, in the places that i guess it hadn't been preached before yeah you know Mar martin luther king jr did not just stay in the african-american community and say well yeah. i'm just going to preach here mm -hmm. where everyone agrees and it's comfortable and everybody knows you know what's going on his calling was like paul to say okay now i'm going to go out into the world that that doesn't agree with this 
yes hates this and yeah and has spent their entire existence in you know not understanding this and i'm going to try to help them understand it this yeah and and here's the, and here's the thing the the letter from martin luther king jr is called letter from a birmingham from birmingham jail yeah not letter from atlanta jail martin luther king was in atlanta when he started so he went to birmingham mm -hmm. for you know that this letter is where you get the line injustice anywhere as an threat as a threat to justice everywhere he's see, sees this stuff going on in birmingham and he's like i can't be hanging around here in atlanta if that's going on down there i gotta go where they need to hear this yeah so if if the good news just stays in one place then if it's really good news it shouldn't just stay in one place <laughs> yeah for sure yeah but it's got, sometimes it's taking it out. to those places is harder um, yeah but i think and i think it's odd because um you know it was almost like Paul was too radical for the the Jewish community, uh, mm -hmm. the the church folk, if you will. Yeah, um, that you know he came in to this community of people, and he was one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, he was as zealous for you know his religion, for yeah. you know he was a, a Jewish scholar. He had been taught. He came up under some of the you know, the greatest teachers that had ever taught, he, you know, he lists those uh, mm -hmm. at, at other points, you know, who he studied, studied under and, um, you know, all of his training to get him to that point to basically be a Pharisee among Pharisees. Um, mm -hmm. So the very people that he is now preaching against or trying to, you know, get them to see what's going on was the same people he was aspiring to be. And not only was he aspiring to be one of them, he was like on his way to like being one of the, the top dogs, you know? Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden he just did a 180 and it was like, he couldn't stay there anymore because he was causing mm -hmm. so much trouble because, you know, the, his radical conversion was, yeah. was just probably putting the rest of them in so much danger that they were like, you know, you've got to go somewhere else because <laughs> like, we're not even going to have a chance to preach because you're going to get us all killed today. Yeah. Um, and so like, Peter and some of the others stay back to, to kind of try to be a little more, um, I don't know, strategic about it, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, which is ironic because Peter was always such a hothead too, you know, and he, yeah, you know, he, he had such a, uh, you know, just throw out whatever he's thinking, but compared to him, Paul was radical. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so they go, Paul, you're gonna have to go and just go out into the rest of the world because there's not room for all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yet they still loved him and they still like believed in what he was doing. Yeah. And, you know, there's times later where Peter will reference what Paul did, what Paul does and what Paul did. Mm -hmm. um, but yet they kind of had to go their separate ways. And, yeah. you know, there's different times through scripture where you think, okay, if they all had just stayed in their church and they had planted a church right there in that upper room mm -hmm. and, you know, the day of Pentecost happens and they say, man, this is great. Let's do this every week. And Wednesdays and Sundays, they met in that upper room and they kept trying to recreate that moment. Eventually, it probably would have died right there in that room. But mm -hmm. because like they started, you know, in Acts, when they started to be persecuted, that persecution is what drove it out. And by yeah. driving it out, the whole world then heard it. 
And so by mm-hmm. Paul kind of coming across the way that he does, being in prison, being, you know, this radical, outspoken, you know, changed man, look at what we have. Like, you know, he's sitting down yeah. just writing this out. Like, I don't care if I'm in jail. I don't care if I have to send this through somebody else. I don't care what, if they chop my head off, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just keep writing, keep preaching. And mm-hmm. thanks to him, we have like the whole, you know, most of the New Testament because of, of his efforts. And he yeah. was sending a lot of this stuff through couriers or um, even having scribes write it out. Um, mm-hmm. I think, um, and so, you know, it was like he could have used it as an excuse to say, well, I'm in jail. Obviously, I can't do that here. Yeah. But he didn't use it as an excuse. So I, I just think he's so fascinating. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting how you say, uh, you know, the persecution essentially led to the gospel sort of spreading yeah. even farther. And one of the things that we've uh, we talked about in last week's full episode about sort of trying to trust God's plan, even when we don't get it. And then we're also going to continue in sort of a part two is probably in the moment when they're being persecuted, they're not going like, this will, be oh, great. This will all work out. Yeah. This is all going to work out for the best. Look at they're what's probably happen. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're probably like the faster they chase us, the faster we run and the farther we can spread the word. No, they're going, they're going to kill us. <laughs> but yeah we still have to preach somehow and yeah you know it's it, i don't know they're, in the, they were banned on they were banned on the run if you want me in to the midst a, of this McCartney reference <laughs> in the midst of this pandemic i wonder if five years from now we'll look back and we'll see all the content that people produced online mm. that that is still out there maybe yeah. the podcasts maybe they don't catch traction until five years from now and then yeah. something catches and thousands of people get to hear this, you know, this message that we're saying tonight. So we don't it's so know. So interesting. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one, it's one thing I've actually sort of contemplated that thought and just in a way where it's like, you and I don't know how long we're going to continue doing this. We, we never, yeah. we, we don't have like a set no. time where it's like, well, we're going to wrap things up. It, you know we're going to put put a tidy little bow on it at this point Mm -hmm. but no matter how this thing eventually comes to a close like it's as long as there's an internet connection it's out there it's out there and it's just and it's you know for better or for worse it's a resource of two guys talking about jesus like the 30 people that listen to this if they were all sitting in a room yeah they may go tell one person or something but yeah. at the end of the day, let's be honest, you know, we go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we may take a couple of things from it that we would go and then tell somebody. Um, yeah. You know, and say, man, that my, my preacher brought out a really cool point the other day or whatever, but like, we're not mm-hmm. going to remember the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and even if we remembered ourselves, there's probably just a few little tidbits that we're really going to grab from that, no matter how good yeah. the sermon was. Mm-hmm. But if we have that, Sunday service recorded and we're yeah. like, man, this was such a great service on Sunday. Hey, watch mm-hmm. this, watch this sermon from our church on Sunday. Check this out. Yeah. Uh, you know, man, then they could share it with somebody else. Then they could share it with somebody else and exponentially mm-hmm. it, you know, it could reach the world. Um, yeah. And so I think maybe we're living in a more special time for that than we realize. So yeah, um, let's sure. read on. Yeah. Um, of this so- gospel, I was made a minister is that where we're at? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. 
to me, though I am the very least of all the saints. Oh, there he goes. He says he's the least, but he also says he's a saint. Yeah, it's interesting. That is interesting. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone that is in the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authority in the heavenly places. I'm going to stop you. Yeah, okay. I wondered if you would. Let's back up. Okay. Why do you think that Paul, is, is it humility where he do you, where he's like, I'm the very least of all the saints? Like, I, I, do you think that there's something about Paul that like makes him genuinely believe this? Or is this him just like kind of just low-key being humble, even though he knows that maybe he's like not the, not really the worst guy? <laughs> I'm just kind of curious what you think about. Yeah, it. is that like a hyperbole? Like he's. Yeah. Um, it's like you know i mean he's you know he talked like is it just straight up humbleness or is it like the fact that he almost feels like if i was the worst sinner then obviously i'm not the best saint like Mm -hmm. you know if you know i i don't know like he you know he probably looks back and and says i know that god's completely forgiven me and i am one of his saints as he says here Mm -hmm. but let's be honest I was killing Christians before this. You all probably weren't. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, if he That's can save point. me, he can save you all. And yeah. yes, we're all on a level playing field, but if anybody's at the end of the field, it's probably me. He may just be someone who, when we talked in, in the previous episode about stop calling yourself a sinner and how maybe we should start calling ourselves saints. It's like someone who is like, sort of humbly and graciously accepted his saint status but is never too far away from what he did yeah and it's just kind of like like i know how it's like it's like well, even though i know i'm better i know how bad i was well and i think that that's a good point because it it is interesting that there's times that paul goes back and he talks about what he was before and sometimes people will almost say like well you really shouldn't focus on, you know, who you were, like, you know, the, the sinful stuff that you did and, you know, mm-hmm. you're different now, you're a new creature and that God's forgotten that. So if he can forget it, then, you know, we should too. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of flawed logic because you, I don't think you can really appreciate where God's put you if you can't remember where he brought you from. Yeah. And I don't think Paul ever forgets that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I think, like you said, I think like if there's a line, if there's mm-hmm. a line past grace that says, okay, everyone past this line is saved. Paul thinks he's the, like, just the first one right past the line. <laughs> like, I honestly think that's, that's what he thinks. Um, yeah. But, but if he feels that humble and that lowly and the least of these, why would he feel like he needs to say something? It's mm-hmm. gotta be a calling on his life. Right. I mean, cause if I'm sitting here saying, well, I'm, I'm the, dumbest person in the class at school i should probably say something like you're not going to do that so like what was it about this least of the saints that made Mm -hmm. him feel like writing the bible yeah you know what made him feel like he was qualified it's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah and i just like some of the descriptive language that he uses the unsearchable riches of christ when we live in a when we live in a culture in a time where we can literally search for anything with yeah. the click of the keyboard, it's like no, no, no. It's like 
it's like as as good as you think it as good as you think what jesus as as much as you think you can wrap around how good it is what jesus did for us like some of those riches you're never going to be able to yeah get to so you're that's 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 something i kind of got from but so you we've talked about like you know you're we're we're reading through this and some of these you know books we haven't read through ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. You self-admittedly said you haven't read through a lot of, you know, books of the Bible or anything like that. Yeah. How much of Paul have you actually sat down and read until now? Oh, I mean, you're, th- this is basically like this, the, this is the most consistent, like I've read a little bit. Of, I remember like bits and pieces, but it, yeah, yeah to not like pieces, read through the bit. whole Paper. Yeah, a little bit of Romans. I remember I read some Romans whenever I was in college because I had a guy come over and do Bible studies with me whenever I was, I think, a freshman. And okay. Other and so know, as a communications th- major, uh-huh. masters in communications, someone yeah. who writes for a living, um, does freelance stuff for the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? What do you think about Paul to this point? <laughs> oh, well, it's like. I, you know, one of the things about, one of the things I like about Paul is just that he, uh, he has these, he has very, a lot of memorable sort of turns of phrase. He sort of goes into, uh, and he, he has some peculiar tendencies, but mm-hmm. peculiar tendencies also makes you memorable. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, the, the way that he can. And one thing I noticed from reading this chapter is, uh, the way that he almost wraps it up, you would think, oh, he's done. And then there's nope. three more chapters. <laughs> and another thing. Yeah, exactly. And I can relate oh, to Paul a little bit because I think there, like, there's a part of me that, like, if there's something that I'm into and that I believe in, mm-hmm. I can be the most passionate guy in the room about it. And if yeah. I, like, and if I don't, I couldn't care less. Um, like, I'm, once you flip that switch, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Paul's kind of like that, but I feel like, like I worked with a lady one time, I think I told you this the other day, who said, you know what I like about Adam? If nothing else, no matter what it is, Adam cares. Like not saying that I was this super caring person, but saying Adam will care enough to form an opinion and to be able to, to, you know, express that, uh, that opinion, whether he's right or wrong, at least he, like he's passionate Mm -hmm. about whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I was like, huh, I guess that's a compliment. I think Paul's <laughs> like that. Like he's intense. Yeah. Like I, he yeah, is. I, I get that vibe too. <laughs> yeah. When he's on, like, he is always on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's probably the same. Like, it's just one thing that he's talking about. Like, like you want to yeah. talk about the weather? Let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just well, right and, back to it. Well, yeah. And it's funny because, he all, you know, you talk about how he is as a communicator. Like we look back at some of the ver- the verses that you just read. He just like sneaks in these little, like, you know, he's a guy who likes to throw in a lot of commas and just like kind of throw in a little something extra that you don't even yeah. necessarily need to throw in, but just like, a, hey, just to remind you, like. Uh, you can like tell he's educated. Yeah. Like verse nine and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in God who created all things? Like, yeah, he's just kind of reminding you. It's like, Hey, yeah. this like, guy, when, this when, God. We say, when we say God, like we mean the God who created 
everything that you've ever experienced and yeah. everything that you haven't. Like, like he completes things. his thoughts. It's like, like I said, you can tell he is formally educated, formally trained. Yes. Um, you know, he, he is well-spoken, well-written. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when he goes, he's like, you know, he, he done all these things. He, you know, he lets everyone know the mystery that is hidden in the ages. Yeah. So that once again, like mm-hmm. to what end? Like yeah. he always ties it up and he says, okay, mm-hmm. here's all these awesome things and here's why. And he'll, and he'll throw in something to where there's a few ways that he says things, just his style of communication to where you're like, okay, where's my study Bible? Like verse 10, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. That's yeah. a reach for my study Bible verse for me. Yeah, Like that's a, okay. Like, the way that that was phrased, the way that that ended, I'm like, okay, what's that all about? So it's just, you got to, like, that's a verse where I read it whenever I glanced through it and I was just kind of going through it. That was even a verse where I was like, okay, I need to read that. Look, what did he just say? It's yeah. like, oh, and I still don't feel like I've got my head completely wrapped around it. I'm going to have to dig into that some more. Yeah. So and the, he's got and the King James says to the intent that now and to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Hmm. Almost even cooler. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that whole. Yeah. Language. That he, manifold wisdom of God is an interesting yeah. little thing. That's not something I use in my daily. That's no. not, that's not in my lexicon. That's not in yeah. what, that's not one of my go-to go-to turn phrases that I use whenever I'm just striking up a conversation at the, uh, at, in the Wendy's when I'm, when I'm in line. All right. So, so we're on 11. <laughs> we're on 11. This is according so. to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, um, that who has realized he says that he, yeah, that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh, that he has realized like that he has fulfilled. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, which, yeah. Okay. So King James says, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah. That but he that kind of brought mean. forth. Okay. I understand now. I was confused. Cool. Now. All right. Okay. Verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him being Jesus. So mm-hmm. I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for, which is your glory for this. So, re- Okay, go ahead. I know I, I was gonna I was gonna stop you right there. Um, you know, it just the idea of in whom Christ Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in Him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like that thought. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I and and access not just access like access with confidence, like, and boldness and, and bold. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I've, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's been times in my life and my faith journey, whenever I've been praying to Jesus and I'm like, is this going anywhere? Yeah. I'm not confident this is going anywhere. Yeah. And so like, and then the, the more, you know, now that I've got some more years under my belt, you know, a little more, uh, just ex- experience and growth in my faith, I have more confidence that when I say a prayer, God is hearing it. 
Yeah. Like that I, that whenever I'm speaking, I'm not just throwing words out into the ether that just go vanish into nothing. Like yeah. They, but it they still go, takes some faith. Yeah. To go with that. But yeah, you've, but he's proven himself in the past. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, you know, I, I don't yeah. understand it all. I don't know how this all works, but mm-hmm. I know that when I pray, yeah. He hears. Yeah. So and I'm just going to keep have, doing it the best I know how. Like if Jesus and, did it in the garden, then mm-hmm. I can do it now. Yeah. And whom we have boldness and access. And and I like the idea of just boldness, just because I think that that's something that, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about with the social media episode, I feel like I just keep plugging old episodes here, but just like trying to be less of an undercover brother on social yeah. media and undercover bro- brother in Christ and be more open about mm-hmm. acknowledging my faith with others and be, and not just be, and that open being open could be a substitute of being bold. Yeah. So well, I think know, if you have, bold with it. okay. So if, if I'm Paul and I have this mm-hmm. mystery or this secret that you've never heard, and now I'm getting ready to tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. Like if I had the code to a vault somewhere, yeah that had all this money or all this gold or whatever and Mm -hmm. it was just there um and it was like hey if you can get in it's yours and i was to tell you hey man i think we can go get this Mm -hmm. and you're sitting here thinking what makes you think we can do this well i'm pretty confident like yeah i'm feeling really bold like i think we can just waltz right in there you're gonna be Mm -hmm. like okay that's great like boldness (laughs) is great but boldness without access just gets us to the door yeah but if i say oh and by the way here's the code Mm -hmm. then you're going with me yeah because at that point like all there is to do is carry out the money and so with like with this if i can guarantee you that like i have confidence in my access to god which is greater Mm -hmm. than any money that you can get here yeah then i can speak with boldness to say you really need to come with me like mm-hmm. You really need to listen to this. And yeah, for sure. I'm not going to take no for an answer because I have access and I am confident in what I'm talking about. I'm not just sure. throwing up darts saying, I think it'll work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, should, you should probably try this. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but you know, and we're about to get not? rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I think that is it. Those words are two. I would not have put together boldness yeah. and access, but it's like, Oh yeah. Well, if you have confidence you're going to be mm-hmm. bolder yeah. and you can't have confidence with knowing that you can actually get through the door. Yeah. And so he knows, he knows the ticket and he's going to tell mm-hmm. you about it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then he wraps it up with, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is, which is your glory. Yeah. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I wonder how Paul's doing. And Paul's like, don't worry about me. Yeah. No, no biggie. Did you get my last letter? <laughs> yeah. I, I've been writing a lot. I promise you. Uh, you want me to pick up with yeah. uh, verse 14? 14. All right, here we go. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Once again, you know, who's the Father from, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named? Yeah. Like, just a reminder of the, the gravity of who we're talking, you know, yeah. the scope and the gravity of who we're talking about here. 
uh, that according to the riches of his I feel glory, like he must have went to college and he learned how to write an essay. <laughs> like yeah, a, he has to make a 10-page report out yes. of two pages of content. And it's like, okay, and, I could say father, but then I could say, oh, the father for whom every family in heaven and earth is named. And the professor knows how to catch when you've like increased the font size. So you got to oh, yeah. really know how yeah. to squeeze that stuff. So in. you have to squeeze that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god that it's kind of you gotta love you gotta love the how visual. descriptive he is right here yeah. it's like once again he's he's really trying to help our and think about you know our finite minds with Google and access to all the corners of the internet that we could possibly handle and knowledge at our fingertips and whatever, we still can't wrap our finite minds around an infinite God. And he's back in his day, thousands of years ago. And he's like, all right, how can I, how can I help you all get this? Like, yeah. How can I help you all with my, with, with my words? And this it's as real as this sale that I'm in breadth, yes. length, height, depth like it's not just some far off spirit mm -hmm. like it's it's all around you know yeah. yeah it's cool yeah it's very cool and to know the love of christ that surpasses not yeah love of christ that surpasses knowledge and that you may be filled with all the fullness of god so it's like just giving I love you this his passion for other people too mm -hmm. um yeah you know and obviously he knows these people um mm -hmm. but how well we don't know but like as we mentioned before a lot of these letters you know they suspect that this letter was sent to Ephesus but also to other churches um, to just kind of keep them you know keep them encouraged and to instruct them mm -hmm. uh, because they you know they didn't have Billy Graham to fall back on or hmm. um, you know all these commentaries and all the internet preachers and all the things and, that we have today and all like, the podcasts <laughs> yeah they didn't even you know have the bible yet because he was writing it uh you mm -hmm. know they had the old testament some of it but you know it was like they were living in it yeah and he's like don't you know don't give up on me just making sure you're still here making sure you're still going i know you know i can't just call you every time it's you know every time i have a minute like i have to send a letter and it takes forever but i want to make sure that y'all are still getting this yeah his church wasn't just in his neighborhood mm -hmm. like these churches were you know miles apart and mm -hmm. he's trying to keep them all going um he's just traveling pastor that happens to be locked up in jail <laughs> traveling pastor that happens to be locked up in jail yeah i was gonna say a lot of sadly there's uh there's there's pastors these days that are that have been locked up in jail but they're not for the good reasons no no, <laughs> they're not. They're not because they were just preaching the gospel and it was like rubbing people in a bad way. And they're like, "You, you, we can't be having to be doing this." You yeah, gotta, we're gonna lock you up. But uh, we digress. We digress. Verse twenty. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Once again, like 
let me just give you an idea how big our God is. According to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And that's Ephesians 3. Wow. Like, so yeah. And I mean, obviously. And he did all that in 21 verses. Yeah. And, and the, like, and the idea just of all these verses that are just packed with, like I said, this descriptive language of how how big and powerful and uh, incomprehensibly powerful that the God, not our God is, but also the fact that, you know, we may be filled with the fullness of that. Yeah. So Which if you were someone who had never heard this, because like he says, it's a mystery at yeah. this point to these people. Um, it's a mystery to him. You know, he's still mm -hmm. figuring this out. Like it wasn't long ago, he was on his way to kill some Christians. And and yeah. now all of a sudden he has this whole new mission. Um, and yeah. it's like, it's being revealed to him faster than he can write it down almost. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were one of those people, like what's something that you would take from this? Or if you're somebody maybe out here that's listening to this, that maybe you're not a Christian um, and you're thinking, why should I, why should I worry about this? Like, yeah. What's it's, the big well, deal? Here, okay. So here's, here's an interesting thing. So whenever I was, uh, whenever I played in a band in college, I remember whenever how important the flyer was like, because there's so many flyers that you can put places and you're thinking oh, to yourself, like, yeah, like mm. the flyer that you have to make the paper I thought it was like a drum move, like some, no, 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 not the flyer. Did. No, no. But like, like how important it was to make your flyer stand out to where if I was somebody who was just looking at a wall of these things, that mine was the one, something about what was said on mine or what was presented on mine was going to be uh, our band compared to every other thing that's going yeah. on on a college campus would be the one that would be like, I kind of like to find out more about that. I might check that out. And all what of was, the stuff. That can I ask saying, what the band name was? Oh gosh. Well, it was, it, we could, it was called red shift, which is like red S H I F T, which is some type of weird phenomenon in the universe that one of my buddies came up with but anyway never mind i, dug, I, get I digress I it so, yeah exactly real, nerd, real dork it was real dorky nerdy well yeah there's i've got other there's other stories too but uh but the idea that if i read these 21 verses i'm and i'm a, a non-believer or i'm on the fence or i'm just kind of like and this is just sort of sprung on me in like a you know hey, did you hear about this kind of way? I'm going to be like, go on. <laughs> yeah. I think what I would get, what I get from this personally, even if I wasn't like in that day and age, is when we talk about this, we better have some passion. Yeah. And we better act like we believe what we're talking about. Because if not, who's going to change their life? Like at this point, these people were probably risking imprisonment, death, mm -hmm. banishment from their families, like, you yeah. know, complete, like, it wasn't just like, oh, great, you got saved, we'll all come to your baptizing. It was like, 
you're dead to us and you're probably going to be really dead too because you know we don't like christians Um, yeah that was a lot of that going on i mean he's in jail for this at this point in time so how do you go to somebody and say i'm in prison right now for preaching the gospel of jesus christ you should follow me too i'm not really sure that it's real and it's probably not that big of a deal (laughs) but i mean i would like a friend and yeah i would just like some company and so i mean if you want to hang out and you know who knows maybe we'll get people will get saved but if not at least you know we'll have fun time along the way (laughs) no but like i'm afraid that's what we make christianity in america to be like well if this pans out i mean how many times have you heard that well even if it's not it's better than the alternative you know pascal's wager you know what if i'm wrong what if you're wrong kind of thing but like well I don't believe that I am wrong. Like, like you yeah. can't convince me that, that I'm wrong. So mm. I'm not even going to sit here and say, well, you know, I could be, never know. Like if yeah. I don't believe it any more than that, if my life was on the line for this mm. and then I was convincing yeah. you to put your life on the line for this, yeah. I better convince you in a way that makes it worth it. Yeah. Because if not, who's going to sign up for that? Like I'm afraid we, all- we come across like the people that call your house and from Jellicoe, Tennessee, and say your car warranty has expired every single day. And after I hear it for a while, it's like it is not. Like I know better. You, you're, you know, you're tricking me. And yeah. like, yeah, probably we really are. You know, we don't even know what we're talking about. We're just here for the. This is our job. Yeah. And like I'm afraid we come across that way. Like, well, you know, it. We have a lot of fun, and our band's really cool, and. You know, we have a potluck sometimes and we have good food and the people are nice and, you know, mm-hmm. your kids will get raised in a good atmosphere and, you know, that's good. And, uh, you know, it's just community good, and good community and, you know, good, wholesome fun. And, you know, it's good. And, and, you know, you never know, you might, you might decide to get saved while you're there. And if you do, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm afraid that sounds too familiar. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting just because, we, because the stakes aren't that high right now for us true Here. i was just gonna get i was just gonna say like you know we've we've been blessed to grow up in a society and in a world where christianity is the dom the for lack of a better word i guess the, i guess the word would be you know the most commonly practiced religion in the yeah. world uh whereas you know this is like fresh out of the box the way what they're what they're dealing with yeah. back then is fresh out of the box christianity well, this was a movement and, yeah exactly this is uh this is something that was way different and if you're sitting there and you had not seen this before and not heard people talking about this before then you're probably like where are these people coming from you know yeah, you're and, either really intrigued or really scared scared <laughs> so because they either that, make you uncomfortable or they make you want to go with them and I yeah. think that's what Jesus did too. Like, you know, look at when Jesus gathered all those people together and then he says, you know, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Like before that he was doing all these miracles and raising people mm-hmm. from the dead and you know, healing the blind and you yeah. know, making the lame to walk. And it's like, gosh, this, what's he going to do next? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this magic guy. And it's like, Oh wait, he's more than just, a, you know, a one trick pony. Like he's, he's, preaching real stuff oh i might mm. I'm, i think i'm out now like it mm. just got real yeah and 
And I think Paul just kind of starts with that. And, you know, he's like, you know what? If you're going to listen to me, it's just going to get real right off the bat. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to – I don't have any any miracles. Uh, I'm just here I am, and this is what it is. So if you're in, come yeah. on. If you're not, get out of my way. Yeah, he's he's not – he not only doesn't have any miracles, he's not even a magic man. And to his own admission, he is – the very least of all the saints. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I got nothing. I got nothing but a big mouth and a and an ink pen. So, so yeah, I think uh I think I enjoy it. I know yeah. I do. Yeah. But uh but anyway, so i thank you all for you know listening and uh reading along and tagging along with us here for Ephesians three. We'll be in Ephesians four next week. Uh we're gonna close this thing out in prayer. I think we've kind of just been taking turns with the prayers. I think I may have done it last week. So uh, Adam, okay. I feel like you're on a roll here. So go ahead. All right, God, thank you so much for uh, letting us open your word again. Uh, God, we pray that if anyone's listening to this that doesn't know you, they would ask uh, today what they have to do to be saved, uh, that they would read your word and that they would find out what it means to, to become a Christian and to grow as a Christian. Uh, God, we can always learn something as we've learned today. And so I pray that we would never get tired of your word and that we would always be like Paul and we would always be excited and that we would always be passionate about telling people about you uh, because we do have access and we should have boldness and confidence. So God, we thank, thank you for uh, what we've read today. And uh, we just thank you for everything you do. Uh, thank you for uh, keeping your hand upon us each day. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Real Legend Podcast. We hope that something that was said today inspires you to come to know God in a real way. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to help you on your journey. So email us at realigionpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-I-G-I-O-N pod at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on social media. Thank you for your support.